ELC Radio. Hey girls, Chris Kane here. I am so excited. Propel Activate is coming to a city near you this fall. I know that this is going to be a unique year. God is doing a new thing. God is doing a fresh thing. And I believe you are going to encounter Him in a fresh way. Don't miss out. Be in the room. Encounter the presence of God and change your world. For more info and details, visit the Elevate Life Church Sacramento app. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's our very special guest, internationally recognized senior pastor and best selling financial author, Patrick Andre. Something extravagant, something others would think is impossible is trying to take place in Elevate Life Church. Something beautiful, something wonderful, something so extreme that that other people, when they want to run away from it, when they're doubting that something is possible and others would say it's impossible, that you know it is possible, that when the impossible is no longer impossible, but has now been manifested in the possible. How many of you believe what God says is possible? How many of you believe God has promised you a new home? I believe God has been working in your midst for years to bring you to a place that you can now stand up and say, we're ready. We're ready to take our land. We're going to go across that Jordan, and I don't care what enemy is in there. I mean, you've been talking about this is how we fight our battles. Come on. Come on. You don't take a land without fighting a battle. So don't be afraid of the battle. There's a stirring of the waters that is taking place. There's a stirring of the spirit that's moving in your midst. And there's a reason you're here. God did not call you to this church by accident. He didn't say, oh, maybe you just stop in there today and go somewhere else next week. God has gathered all of you together in his great plan for this moment, for this season. So God is saying to you, stretch yourself, enlarge the place of your tent. So don't miss what can happen. Because you're still thinking like you used to think. Come on now. Don't miss what God can do because you're stuck in your old thinking. That stinking thinking. Don't live in a paradigm of a past structure. Of a past mindset. We've got to open up ourselves to a new mindset. We've got to change our structures. We've got to change our ideas. We've got to change our thoughts. And we've got to change our plans sometimes if we're going to move into that new thing. We've got to be able to stretch our curtains wide, my friends. We can't hold back. We've got to reach as far as we can. Because it's impossible for God to do great things with people who have small thoughts. You've got to be big thinkers. Big thinkers, they, they, I mean, they blow me away when I hear people come up with these unbelievable visions. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? You'll never be able to do that. 
That's when the person who has the vision must have the confidence to look in the eyes of the person who's trying to face them down and say, don't try and tell me I can't because I know I can. Elevate life. You can do this. My family, you can do this. You can break through any challenge that is set before you when you operate in the strength of God and in the principles of God. You see, God is not limited by himself. He's limited by our constructs, the constructs of our minds, our hearts, and our belief systems, and and ultimately our expectations. And if you don't expect, if you don't go in expecting that God can do this through you, it will never happen. But God can do this. He can do this, but he's looking for you and I to be the ones who participate in it. When we increase these things, when we increase our thinking and, you know, the expansion and borders of our hearts to believe God, wonderful and mighty and powerful and crazy things begin to happen. I mean crazy things begin to happen. Just think about what that could mean for you, what it could mean for your family, and what it can mean for your church today. If we can do that, you must be willing to do what you have never done before. Look, Rhonda and I, we're not here to play patty cake with you. I don't play patty cake with my children any longer. Come on, listen to me this morning. It's not because I don't like you. It's because I love you that I would even say something like that to you. It's the thing I would say to my own children. Stop being a baby. Stand up for what is right. Stand up for the gifts that God has placed inside of you. Stand up with the strength that God has empowered you with. You see, we've got to be able to do that. And the only way we can do that is not to continue working as we used to work, but working in a new level a level that will create a quantum leap in our lives and not just a process over many, many years. There there is processes. There are seasons, no doubt about it. But quantum leaps are not unusual with God. Quantum leaps are not unusual with God. The woman with the issue of blood, when she got up the audacity to touch the hem of Jesus' garment, Jesus said, who touched me? He didn't even know who had done it yet. And the woman was healed, and it says immediately, immediately, just to paint a picture for you, when a quantum leap occurs, you see, there there are things when two electrons come together, when they come together and entangle themselves together, they begin creating photons, okay? And when you can pull those photons apart, just remember what I said, they become entangled together. When you gave your life to God, you became entangled with God. Hello? Come on, you got entangled with God. And when those two electrons come together and get entangled together, they take on the nature and characteristics of one another at the exact same level. Come on. I don't think you got it. Come on, let me come over here. They take on the exact same characteristics and nature. Come on, amen. Yes. No, no, no. Shh. 
Hello? Amen. That's okay. All right. That's okay. That's okay. Now, this is a larger group in the center, so I'm going to go over here. Okay. Did you get that? Yes. Well, that's really bad. Okay. How about over here? Did you get that? Yes. All right. Now, that's in a natural environment. Think about that in the spirit. When I give my life to Christ, when I give my life to Christ, I'm entering into a relationship with God. In other words, I'm saying I want to entangle my life with yours. And when I come together, when there's that, when there's that collision that takes place between the two, boom, I take on. I don't become God, but I take on the exact same characteristics. Now, think about this. When you pull two photons apart, okay, the Chinese sent one photon up in a spaceship, and they kept another one in a lab. And they affected a change in the one in the spaceship. And you know what happened? The thing that changed in the photon on the spaceship, it's going to blow your mind. The exact same thing changed in the photon in the lab on Earth at the exact same moment. That's heaven and earth coming together. So when God brings a change, we should embrace it. We should embrace it. We should entangle ourselves in it, okay? All right? Now, that quantum leap is moving from point A to point B. Let's say over here is A and over there is B. A quantum leap is going from A to B without me even walking over to B. I don't go through anything in between. It just jumps, man. It just happens simultaneously. All right? So in order to go where God wants us to go, we've got to be able to embrace a new way of thinking, a new level of operating, if you will, okay? And in Judges chapter 6, Gideon receives a promise from God. In Judges chapter 6, a promise of victory. I want you to listen very, very carefully this morning because now I'm going to start drilling even deeper. I, I just want to come and just hit you, hit you, hit you, hit you, okay? There's a promise of victory made to Gideon by God before the battle even begins. Come on, watch this. In Judges chapter 6, verses 12 through 18. New King James, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. See, he's building his confidence. I'm here to build your confidence today. You can do this. You're mighty men and women. You're not of the enemy anymore. You're God children. You, you are children of a most high God, the all-powerful God that cannot be overcome. You're his children. You are mighty men and women of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened? Why do we have these challenges with our new building? Shut up. And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Now watch this. Then the Lord turned to him and said, 
Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? When God is with you, you cannot be stopped. And he's making this promise to Gideon before he even goes to the battle. He doesn't wait till he's in the battle. He made the promise to him before he even gets into the battle. So Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, I want you to get ready. I want you to catch this very, very clearly. Surely I will be with you. God is with you, church. Surely I will be with you, and you, not me, you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You see... By this time, you've got to understand, Gideon, Gideon is facing the fact that he's coming up against 150,000 troops. God's dealing with him to take 32,000 that Gideon picked. He gets it down to 10,000. God's still telling him you got too many. And finally, he's got it down to 300. Look around your room today. There's not 32,000 people sitting in this room. But it doesn't matter about quantity when it's in the eyes of the Lord. You see what God said right there? He's trying to get Gideon to refocus. You're not up against a whole city. You're up against one man. You're going to defeat him as one man. You're up against one man. You're going to defeat him as one man. When everybody comes together in unity, in the same vision with the same desire, with the same heart, with the same confidence, with the same effort. Then Psalm 133 kicks in that says unity is where God commands the blessing. You see, when we come together to operate as one man, God says that's where the victory is going to be. And he's trying to get Gideon to refocus on the task and the challenge ahead of him. And the Lord said to him, surely I'll be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, now he's not done yet, because there is something here, and I hate to admit this, but I'm going to be real transparent with you. I had never seen before. I had never seen this until just yesterday. But I want you to see this with me. Then he said to him, Gideon said, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Verse 18. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, listen, listen to God's answer. And he said, I will wait until you come back. I will wait until you come back. Gideon asked God to stay with him so he could make an offering to the Lord. He was saying, I don't want to go into this battle. I don't even want to go into this battle until I've brought you an offering. An offering that he made, now catch this, before he even sees the end result. In other words, he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an offering to you, God, because I believe in you. I believe in your promise. 
And I believe that the promise of victory is mine. And I believe that so, I believe that so wholeheartedly, I am willing to reach into my resources and bring to you an offering of thanksgiving and worship to solidify this transaction. Because when he made that offering to God, because it goes on to say he brought the offering to him. And when he makes that offering, I believe with all my heart, you know what he's doing? I believe heaven and earth are connecting in the promise that God made to him of victory in the face of his challenge. Church, all of you have been in a season. You've been in a season where God has been moving in your midst. You're seeing growth. You're seeing expansion. You're seeing miracles happen. You're seeing so many wonderful things happen in your midst. God begins speaking. He begins planting a vision. We're going to keep moving forward. Who wants to go backwards? Nobody wants to go backwards. You want to go forward. Yes or no? Well, when you go forward, it's going to require an investment. And you're in that season of investment. It connected, this offering connected God's promise of victory in the challenge that was ahead for Gideon. But here's the thing. One person alone will not bring this to pass. It's going to take all of the army, all 300, operating together in unity, operating together as one man to invest in it together. Judges chapter 7, God tells Gideon that he and his 300 men would defeat the army as one man. God begins referring to the enemy as one man. This is strategic because God doesn't start defining, oh, Gideon, you're up against 150,000 against your 300 because that would seem overwhelming in the natural. So God just changes it and says, get your eyes off of the natural and get your eyes on what I'm telling you. There is no one who can defeat that one, that one unit that is serving me. That one unit that is dedicated to building my house. That one unit that is, that is dedicated to building my church and caring for my people. They cannot be defeated. And then the question becomes, what are we willing to do about it? What are we willing to do to connect to that promise from God? So let's just get real about this season that you're in here in this church. Some challenges come up. How about you in your family? Anybody here faced with challenges in your life? Anybody willing to raise their hand and admit it and be transparent in the face of others? Yes! There's challenges. Some challenges seem overwhelming at times. Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to overcome. It's time to overcome. It's time to do something outrageous. It's time to do what other people think is impossible and show them that it's not impossible, but it's very possible. So let's just take it up a notch in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, chapter 35 and 36, 
Moses calls a meeting. He calls the people together. All the people together. Say all. He calls all the people together. And the first thing he did, there was a challenge thrown out regarding building God's house. That's the first thing he did. He threw out a challenge. In Exodus chapter 35, verses 4 and 5, And Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Now here's the deal. Moses came to the people. He said, I have a message for you from God. Oh, yeah, what is it, Moses? It says, God wants us to build a house of worship. God wants us to stop traveling around here. Hello. God wants us to settle down. God wants to build a house that we will call a home. Come on now. Heart is where the home is. huh? Come on. So Moses said, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to build a house. And, and in order to build that house, he says, I'm challenging you that God is telling us to receive an offering. Now, now you know God is a God of miracles, right? Amen. Now, you all know because if you know God is a God of miracles, how many of you know God could have miraculously presented them with a tabernacle? Hello? I mean, poof, it could have been there. A quantum leap, a, a tabernacle from nothing into something, right? Okay? He had parted the Red Sea. Come on. He had done all these other miracles. From, he provided food for them in the desert when they had no food. I mean, God is a God of miracles. He could have created this tabernacle, but he didn't. Why? Because he wanted his people to understand how important that home was. And he wanted them to participate in building his house. That's the season you're in right now. Challenges are not unusual with God. They're all over the Bible. He challenged Peter to get out of the boat and walk on the water. He challenged the disciples to leave everything and follow him. I mean, there's challenges all over the Bible. Challenges are not unusual. Actually, challenges can be a good thing. Why? Because challenges help you grow, church. Challenges help you grow and mature. Challenges move you in a new direction. Challenges can take you places you have never imagined before in your life. They can help you achieve things that you think are impossible when you accept the challenge. Now, here's the problem. If God did everything for you, you would never grow up. You would never operate in faith. You would never stretch yourself to have a new home. You would never stretch yourself to have a new business. You would never stretch yourself to walk in the powerful word of healing that God provides as his promise. You would never stretch yourself to walk in the abundance that God promises in your life. If you never have a challenge in front of you and God does everything for you, you would remain a baby. You would always have to have somebody else giving you your milk. You would always have to have somebody else changing your diapers for you. And when you're changing somebody's diapers who's an adult, that's a messy situation. 
It's not fun. And even God, our Father, is wise enough to know we all have to grow up. And one of the ways we grow up is whenever challenges come our way. And when those challenges come our way, they are a sign to us, boy, I better do something. And maybe I need to think differently. Maybe I need to act differently. Maybe I need to do something that I haven't done before that will help change the environment, will help change the situation that I'm in. The other thing to notice here is that this challenge was not made to just individuals. This challenge was made to the entire church, to the entire nations. Moses put it out there to everyone. Why? Because God wants you to grow, because God wants his church to grow as a unit and as a body. Rhonda and I are here today to support you, to stand with you. We've always been there, even when we lived wherever we've lived. We've stood beside you. We may not talk every week on the phone, but I want you to know we are here to stand with you by faith. But we're not going to just stand with you by faith. We will stand with you in our actions as well. And we don't just stand with you, but we are not a couple that mints our words. You know, there's a point in your life that you reach when you finally come to the place of saying, you know, I don't really care what they think about what I'm saying. Pastor Tina, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You know, as you get older, you know, when you get older, you're just like, and I, I mean, that could sound ugly, but the truth of the matter is when you've lived long enough, you've experienced a few things. And one of the things that irritates me the most is when the younger generation thinks they know it all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Many of you here are much younger than I am, but it's the truth. They think, oh, you know, it's a new day. We know it. But listen, there's just a few things you haven't lived through. Hello. Okay? And so that's why when we come on this trip, we come to support you. We come to stand with you. But you know what? Supporting you and standing with you is just not the same as being in the battle with you. Okay? But I can't be in the battle with you, and I can't be a leader for you if I'm afraid to challenge you. Because the challenge is meant to stretch you into a new level of living, to a new place in your life. Whatever you're challenged with in your own personal life, whether it's family, whether it's children, whether it's grandchildren, whether it's a business, whether it's education, I want you to know that God has an answer and he has a plan that will help you get through that. All you have to do is tap into that. Because I believe with all my heart that God is speaking to you today, just like he spoke to Gideon. And he said, you mighty man of valor, I believe he is saying to you, come on, get with the program. You're not wimps. You're not sissies. Come on. You are mighty men and women of valor, of strength, of power, of ability, of confidence of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you listening to me this morning? Hallelujah. 
So the first thing that Moses does is he says, I can't be afraid to challenge the people. So, the second thing is this. After Moses, is cons- after Moses challenges the people, now the rubber has to meet the road. Hello. And a time of consecration takes place. In Exodus chapter 35, verse 5, it says, Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. A willing heart. Exodus 35, verses 21 and 22 says this, Then everyone came whose heart stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle, not the work of their business, not the work of their family, not the work of their education. I'm sorry, but they brought it for the work of the tabernacle. They brought it for the house of God. And they were willing to do it. Why? Because their heart stirred them up. It stirred them up in their heart. I get so excited when I read. They came, both men and women, as many as had a willing heart, and brought earrings and nose rings. Whoa, boy, nose rings. Wow. Clean it off, please, before you bring it, okay? Rings and necklaces, all jewelry of gold. That is, every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord. Listen, their hearts are stirred. Their spirits were moved, the Bible says. The words translated heart and spirit both refer to the inner man. To the inner man. The verb translated stirred and moved refers to movement on the inside. In other words, something was happening inside of these people. Something was stirring them up inside. Are you alive this morning? Is there something inside of you stirring you up, gearing you up, getting you excited about what lies ahead? Is there something that says, I want to make a quantum leap today out of what I was into what I can be? Something that's stirring up inside of you. Not just in your head, but inside says, I can't wait. Let me go. Let me go. Don't Listen, I'm, I'm like a stallion. Take the reins off of me. Let me run. I'm like a geyser getting ready to explode. It refers to a movement on the inside. And, and when this happened, there wasn't a need for them to respond out of guilt they began responding out of love. Their hearts were so stirred up because this sanctuary was important to them for their spiritual life and for their spiritual growth. Is God stirring your hearts today? Are the waters rising up inside of you and they need an outlet Whatever you face today, I believe with all my heart that God is saying that challenge can be broken down and destroyed in a moment. If the Lord is stirring, if the Spirit is stirring, then, then there is no need to worry or be in fear about what God would ask you to do. Number one, there was a challenge. Moses made no bones about it. 
Moses didn't walk up and say, oh, guys, uh, sorry I have to bring this to your attention, but God would really like it if you could maybe think about helping us build the house. That's not what he said. Moses got right up in their face, Pastor. He said, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to apologize for this. Now is the time. Now is your time, church. My family, now is your time. Come on. I've said this all over the earth, but somebody has got to start believing it. Somebody has got to start walking in it. Somebody's got to say, that. okay, it's my time. This is my day. This is my day for a quantum leap. I'm making that leap today. I'm not going to remain where I'm at. So not only did he challenge them, and not only did their hearts stir them up, but there was widespread participation. Verse 21, everyone came. Verse 22, both men and women came. Verse 27, the rulers brought stuff. Verse 29, the children of Israel brought stuff. All the people, men, women, boys, girls, brought gifts. Everybody got stirred up. There is a spirit of God in this room that if you will allow yourself to open up, will stir you up right where you're sitting. Their stirred hearts caused them to seek and search for ways to give and not excuses why they couldn't give. They didn't even think about the negative. When Gideon brought that offering, I believe he stopped thinking about the negative. I believe he started thinking, okay, God made this promise. I connected it through my offering. We are linked together. We are entangled. And God's power is going to flow through 300 men as one man. And I am a God man. The words all and every appear 18 times in this portion of Scripture. I think God has something to say about us working together as a body. I believe God has some powerful thing that he wants to do in our midst today as a church. But I believe because the Bible says one has this gifts and one has that gifts and and they all operate and they work together, glued together. I believe all of us come together with our own challenges, with our own things that we want breakthrough for. We sow and we give to break those through, but also to break through our church into the promise God has made. Regardless of what the city says, regardless of what some owner says, regardless of what anybody else says, this is how we fight our battle. And not only did everyone participate, but there was an overflow that came. Chapter 36, verse 3, And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued. Uh-oh. I'm not getting in trouble now. And they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moses. And they said this. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. 
They bring much more than enough. Family, there is more than enough in this house. There is more than enough in this house. Do you know the only reason there would never be more than enough is if we allow ourselves to operate in fear. It's when we operate in love and out of faith and trust in our God who makes a promise to us that that is our home, that is our place, then there is always going to be more than enough if those who are willing will respond out of love because that house means something to their spiritual life and to the spiritual life of their family and to the spiritual life of their families' families for the longevity and the sustainability of their family. So Moses gave a commandment. Wow, never thought this would happen. But he proclaimed through the camp, let no man or woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing. What? Wait, 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 wait. They were restrained. They were held back, okay? I mean, my gosh. When's the last time you were in an offering? Come on. I said we were going to get real, all right? When was the last time you were in an offering that somebody just had to grab your arm, pull you back, sit you down because you've been up to the offering five times already today? You're not laughing now. I'm serious. See, this is where you decide whether or not you believe the Word of God or you don't believe the Word of God. If the Word of God is true, then there is the potential, there is the possibility to be able to give the way they gave. Otherwise, why even put it in the Bible? Why put it in there as an example for all of us, his children, to glean from, to learn from, to grow from, to be challenged by that, hey, if you're going to build a house, (laughs) number one, you better know that there's going to be some challenges. But number two, when you decide those challenges mean nothing because I am a child of God, our church operates as one man together. And where the man of God and woman of God come together as one, there is the blessing of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Hallelujah. All right. And when we come together like that, you're not going to stop me from building the house of God. I don't don't care what's going on right now today. We're going to make this thing happen. Why? Because God says, if you will do this in Ephesians 6, 8, he says, whatever you make happen for someone else, God will make it happen for you. If you build my house, I'll build your house. How many of you need something happening in your life today, right now, huh? How many of you need a quantum leap in your life today, right now? I'm telling you, God's ready to work a quantum leap in your life today. Whatever you make happen for him, he'll make it happen for you. You need something good to happen in your house? Then make it happen good in God's house. They gave so much, they had to be stopped. They were giving their best, but let me warn you about something. Your best was only good enough for yesterday. Why? Because today is a new day. Today is not last Sunday. Today is not last month. 
Today is not two months ago. It's not even a year ago. Today is a new day. And if we keep looking back to what we did previously, we will have a, we will have a tendency to fall back into what we've done rather than looking to what we could do that's ahead of us. Today's a new day. Today's the day that you can experience a quantum leap, that sudden advance, that sudden increase coming into your life and into the life of our family here. When you leap, I want to tell you something. It's not a normal step. It's not this. Okay, it's not. A leap is not that. You skip some steps. Come on. One, two, three. Okay, I see that line over there. A leap, you skip those steps. That's what God wants to do. He said, you're getting focused on, man, I've got to go through this and I've got to go through. No, you don't have to go through it. God can change it right now. God can change it right this minute. You skip a grade. You skip a season. I mean, some of my grandchildren have been moved up in soccer. They skip levels. That's a leap. Are you learning anything today? Amos chapter 9, verse 13. These are people who had been through devastation and loss. And listen to this. The Lord declares this. The days are coming. New International Version. The, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. Listen. This was written in an agrarian age, so in the Bible there's a lot of stories about farms, crops, and the cycles of crops and growth. And the idea was that every crop had a cycle. It had a duration of time from the planting to the reaping. But God says, I'm going to move so powerfully in your midst that the normal duration will be taken away. And while your seed is even being planted, the crop will already grow up. Oh, my God. You won't even have time to step to the next seed placement. I'm going to overtake that as well. I love how the message says it. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. Are you listening to me today? You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, there will be blessings. Wherever you turn, there will be blessings. Wherever you go, there will be breakthrough. Everything that's been a challenge will fall, and you will walk through that. In the name of Jesus. He's going to do things so fast it will overwhelm you in a good sense. Everywhere you look, abundant harvest and blessing. And listen, let me tell you something. It's unfair. It's unfair for us to live our whole life without experiencing this level of blessing. You know what he's saying? He's saying that even when you're planting your seed, the harvest will already be coming up. Now, that's a leap for me to make in my natural thinking. But because I know God is a God of miracles, because I know a God is faithful to his promises... I believe that God can do that and will do that for those who will believe that will take that step of faith. They will move out and say, I'm going to stretch myself even further. I'm going to enlarge my tent. Hallelujah. And churches like this, my family, that are hungry for God, that they want everything that God has for them, I'm telling you what, that positions you for a quantum leap in your midst. 
It positions you to operate in the quantum leap principles of God that no one can understand. They, don't, they still don't even understand it in quantum physics, but it happens. And isn't that the way we live our lives? I, I, I want to say to you today, Rhonda and I, when we heard that you were going to get a new home, man, we got so excited. We got pumped up. I'm on the phone with Serge. I'm going, man, that's great, sir. You know how it goes in a conversation like that. Your kid calls you and says, we're going to buy our first house. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Hallelujah. We're with you. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. We're going to come over and have a barbecue, and we're going to do all these things. We just moved back to Texas. They all want to come to our little 900-square-foot apartment and pack in, you know, and because it's a new place, there's excitement. And what we must guard against is allowing an enemy to plant seeds of doubt in our midst. We cannot allow seeds of doubt to come into any one of our lives because we must come together in belief. We must stand as one because when we stand as one, the Midianites do not number 150,000. It's not the police department, the fire department, the lessee uh, or lessor. It's, it's not any of that. It's just one thing against one thing. And the question becomes, what are you willing to do to defeat the enemy, to bring victory into your midst? I know this. I know what Gideon did. Gideon said, God, don't go away from me. Don't leave me. Because I want you to stay right here. Listen, I, I can just see Gideon having this conversation with God. God, don't, don't move off that chair. Don't you go anywhere. You move. I'm, I'm going to get some handcuffs. I'm going to tie you down to that chair. Because you are not leaving because I heard your word. It's alive in me. It has stirred my heart. And I know that the only way that I can connect to that is I'm going to bring you an offering now. Before we even get into the midst of the battle. And today, today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge each and every one of you. You're in the midst of this building program. Many of you have made pledges. You've stretched yourself. Some of you think you've probably stretched yourself as far as you can go. But all I'm asking you today is this. Is what your best was yesterday the best you can do today? I believe that this is a day to make a quantum leap beyond where you've been before. That you can come together. And I believe when this service ends, that there is an ability and a time right now that God's spirit is moving amongst your hearts. To be able to say, Pastor Sergio and Pastor Tina, not Pastor Patrick, not Pastor Rhonda, Pastor Sergio, Pastor Tina, we are with you. We are going to stand with you. Don't you get up off that seat. We do not want you moving. We are going to get in this thing, and we are going to make something happen right now. 
We are going to go beyond where we've ever gone before. We're going to do something stupid. We're going to do something outrageous. And we're not going to worry about what my family says. I'm not going to worry about what the world says. But whatever I did before, I am now going to receive that word. My best was only good for yesterday. Because there's something better I can do today. Can I do this, Pastor Tina? How many of you got an offering envelope anywhere around here? Anybody? Is there offering envelopes here? Well, let's get them. Let's get them. We're not going to let the spirit get out of this place. Hallelujah. How many are you excited about that, huh? Well, okay, five of you. Okay, that's awesome. Come on. Let's move, guys. The spirit of God is moving. Here's what I want you to do, and I want you to listen carefully. Don't focus on them handing them out. You focus on me. You focus on the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God is here today. Can I have one of those, please? I know that you give your tithes regularly, and I'm sure there's a place on here for your tithes. And I know you have been taught well in this house that the tithe opens the windows of heaven. It opens the windows of heaven. But it's your offering that is going to start really speaking to where you're at. So there's some things I want you to hear this morning. Number one, for anyone in this room who has never given an offering or a pledge to this new house, I want you to consider this morning, what will you do right now? What is the Spirit of God saying to you right now? What can I do? How can I stretch myself? What is the best I can do today? Because you haven't even done yesterday, but you are here today. What's the best you can do today? And I want you to write that down. If you need to pledge it, you pledge it. If you can give it, give it now. Do it. Just do it. Don't let the enemy put a second thought in your mind. You do it. If you've already given or you've already pledged, but you're sitting here today and you say, man, I am, I am jacked up. I am ready to just stretch myself even more because I need to make a quantum leap today. I want you to connect with God's promise today by taking it up another notch, as Emeril Lagasse would say. We're going to take it up a notch. We're going to take it up a notch. And you know, Pastor Rhonda and I today, we're going to sow $1,000 ourselves. We're going to sow $1,000 ourselves right now. We're going to give that because we want to be connected to you but can I just be real with you? We have lives as well, right? But I know when I make something happen for the house of God, God will make it happen for us. And that's what we want in your life. So right now, prepare yourself right now. If you're going to give your tithes, go ahead and give those. But stretch yourself into that new level, that new level of pledge, that new level of giving. And let's believe God. And I'm going to pray. As soon as you get them done, I want you to start holding them up in the, in the air. I just want you to start holding them up in the air. You don't have to show the number to the person behind you, okay? You can put it up on your forehead like this to yourself. <clears throat> and I want to pray over. I want to pray God's leap taking place today. We're not playing games here today, are we? No. How many of you are learning from God? Amos chapter 9 says, man, 
you're going to plant and the harvest is going to start coming up before you even get the seed in the ground. That means it's already on its way, church. It's already on its way. The anointing is in this room. The Holy Spirit is stirring hearts right now. Come on, let's do this in a big way for God. Let's take it up a notch. Let's go to another level. Let's extend ourselves and keep putting more towards that house for God. Let's get it done. Why? Because we don't want a lot of debt on this. We want zero debt on this. We want to go into this thing free so we can minister to the people of this community in a huge way. Are you hearing God? Are you moving with God? Come on now. Come on, if you've got it ready, hold it up real high so I can pray for you. I want to pray for you all over this room, all over this room. It's going to happen. Your quantum leap season is here. Your quantum leap season is here. My voice is going away, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. There's still some people working on it. Yep, all over. You feel good about this? Are you ready? Some of you, I don't think, are ready. Have you done what God, oh, on 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 the phone, on the phone, on the apps. Hey, all right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. If you can do it now, do it now. If you need to pledge it, if you need to say, I, I, I've never given 10000 but I'm giving 10000 I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it, and we're going to commit to it. Look, put it down so God can see it, and your leadership can see it, so you can be held accountable. Did I say that? Yeah. I think Rhonda wrote it down. She wrote it down. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for you. My family, this is so good. This is so good. I don't know what's out here, but I believe God's moving on hearts. I believe he's stirring up hearts. This is your day. This is a day to break through the barriers in your own life, to break down this thing that you've been challenged with. This is how we fight our battles. How are we going to do it? This is what we're going to do. We're going to fight fire with fire. The enemy says, I'm going to come against your financial desires. Well, listen. We're just going to sow more. We're going to give more. We're going to break this thing through. And if you're going to fight our money situation, we're just going to throw more at it. We're going to double it. We're going to triple it. We're going to quadruple it because you're not going to stop us. And I know, not my promise, but God's promise is, is he will move you into a new dimension. And you won't be taking steps. You'll be making leaps in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus today, all over this room, There's a powerful move and a powerful anointing to go upon this offering right now. And I know that your heart is for this people. You've brought them together for a season such as this. There aren't thousands here to help push them through, but it doesn't matter, God, because when you look at numbers, you're looking at one man. And in this room, the spirit of unity is overtaking this church. The unity to see this house, this tabernacle, this new home come to pass, to see the reality of it, not 20 years from now, not 10 years from now, not even a year from now, but just in a very, very short time, God, the finances are coming together to break this thing through into a whole new level that is going to show this community that elevate life, that God is on your side. God is working for you, that he has made a promise that you will defeat the enemy as one man. And just as Gideon said, don't go, God, don't go. Don't leave this house this morning until we connect with you, till we become entangled with you through this gift, this love gift, this thank gift, this offering, God, this anointed offering that connects us to your power and your grace so that we can minister to the people of this community 
in a much greater way than we've ever done before. We speak this is done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap today. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. God is good. God is good. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.